Hello everyone, Andrew here. Uh, quicker, quick blurb before we start this episode. Um, this was not the intended episode to go out uh, today. Um, we recorded an episode about the Talking Heads with our good friend Elio about a, a couple weeks ago, but unfortunately that audio got lost. We were really bummed out about it, but you know, stuff happens and we have to move on. So instead we're, we're posting an episode we recorded after that episode about St. Vincent. The reason I put this in here at the start is because um, we reference the Talking Heads episode frequently throughout this episode. I didn't want anyone to be confused, like, hey, I don't remember that episode, or hey, I want to go back and check that out, but I can't find it. That's because it's not there. So sorry for any confusion that may cause, but um, we hope you still enjoy today's episode. And uh, as always, uh, let us know what you think. You can follow us at scheckofficial on Twitter. Uh, thank you. Now enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to Soundcheck, a rock and roll alternative music podcast here at Central Michigan Life. My name is Andrew Mullen. I'm also joined by my co-host. And as usual, we have a fun episode planned for you all today. I don't know what this intro is. No, 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 no. I like where you're going. I like where you're going. It's, it's very, very mellow. Very mellow. Because I, th- I think we'll, we'll, we're going to have a mellow time today because we're talking about an artist who I... I've really grown to love and appreciate over the years. Uh, a more recent artist this time around. We, yes. we talked about the Talking Heads last week, and unfortunately we'll be making, I don't want to say unfortunately, we'll be making more uh, connections with them this week. I feel like we're becoming a Talking Heads podcast. I don't know. I'm, I'm into the Talking Heads. I'm, I'm cool with just talking about the Talking Heads. I'm not saying it's a bad thing necessarily, group. but like I've noticed that because we're talking about someone who's greatly inspired by them and actually even did a record with David Byrne. Talking about... The music of Ann Clark, better known as St. Vincent. This is the newest artist we've had the privilege to talk about on this well, podcast well, As far as, like, new as when they, yeah. they first started recording music. And, and releasing it, right. Yeah, so. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly genuinely excited about this because uh, I did not expect that this is something that Andrew Mullen would be into. Andrew Mullen, the punk vest Andrew <laughs> Mullen, would be into St. Vincent. I... I well, well, you well, why? <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't understand that because you, that's something you did say to me. And uh, um, before well, before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone we got Twitter. Okay. As check official, yeah, I want to do that right away because I forget if I didn't. Yep. But, Absolutely. Um, going back to that, so you kept saying that to me, which is weird because I know I've shown you music not necessarily similar to this, but you know music that. You wouldn't really expect someone who's into punk. Like I, I, I'm right. very. I know you're well versed. I we're both very. I I like to say we're both pretty expansive in our music yeah. taste. Um, but like Saint Vincent, especially the later stuff. I can understand the early stuff, but like in the more guitar driven stuff, especially, which is weird because you sold Saint Vincent to me as a really good guitarist. And for the record, you sh- we should point out that you pro- you didn't really know her music no, beforehand. No, I, I, I knew absolutely nothing. I recognized the cover of uh, Mass Seduction. I mean, wow, I wonder yeah, why. Yeah, I mean, it's a recognizable <laughs> cover. But uh, other than, and I knew it got some pretty good reviews. Other than that, I had never really experienced uh, St. Vincent or any of her um, ties into other artists in the music world. But... Uh, like, the reason why I guess I said that initially is because 
you've recommended me shoegaze bands you've recommended me punk bands you've met, recommended me metal bands you've uh, all this awesome music um once in a while you throw in like a folk artist like you recommended me nick drake which was one of the greatest musical finds probably in the in the past two years for me hmm. i will say that was utmost certainty um you know laura veers as well another mm-hmm. kind of like indie folk kind of yeah. thing going on but this is like the closest to pop music like and i'm talking like real bona fide pop music i've ever heard you listening to besides like unless you want to okay. be that person that says like well the beatles are pop music but you know whatever well or the beatles is <laughs> pop music, right but but no, I, I get that and you know you know i'm always i guess if you're going to go down i mean i i, I mean pop to me like it used to be kind of a dirty word to me um over the years i've calmed down and made some sense i mean I, you know, I think I've said in the podcast before, there's a couple of Madonna songs that I really enjoy. You know, um, I, you know, there's a lot of those cheesy 80 pop rock stuff that I just, that I, that I love. I'll straight up say I love Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Uh, you know, Billy Idol, it's one of my guilty pleasures. We even mm-hmm. talked about them during my guilty pleasures episode. But it's, it's weird that you kind of pointed her out as a pop artist. I, I've never, re- like, maybe with the lo- most recent record. Yeah. I can kind of see her being thrown in that, you know, maybe even towards the Gaga side of things. But, like, I've always thought of her as kind of more on, like, the precipice of alternative rock and towards the top of the of the current alternative rock. I don't want to say scene because she's, she's not strictly in the scene. But, you know, as far as being a face of that genre and, you know, and, and bringing a, just a, a really com- completely unique sound uh, to, to that um, to, to that genre today, and which is one of the reasons why I really have grown to appreciate her music over the years. So if you allow me to pick your brain for a little bit, uh, just give me a, a couple anecdotes on how, when, when and how did you get into this artist? So you see, you mentioned that earlier, but then I was thinking, like, I don't remember really. How, like, how far back does it go, if you oh. were to take a guess? At least sophomore year of high school, so that was about a year or two into my my musical journey because I didn't really start until eighth grade. I want to say, I one of my earliest, and I know this wasn't when. Uh, do you met? Do you do you know the YouTube channel Watch Mojo? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's I terrible. think everybody does. It it is kind of bad. It is bad, but I you do can remember, only make top ten lists for so long. Yeah, for you really. Ugh. But one of the ones they did was actually top ten female guitarists, and she was in there. Now, granted, I can't say I discovered it from there because I was already aware of her and her music, kind of. But I, I guess I, I remember hearing the song "Northern Lights" um, from, from that one, and we'll get you'll we'll be hearing that song later on. But I remember like being kind of hooked to that. It's like when the re- first time I ever heard her being discussed as like a really innovative guitarist, and that I and that and hearing. Um, uh, her the single from her self-titled "Birth from Reverse." I think I might have come across that on iTunes. So I was still using Apple um, during, and I think at that point I was sold on her. I I, I kind of realized it, it, it was still kind of a slow process, but over probably a course of a year, I picked up some of her albums on vinyl, and I grew to really enjoy her music. The hardest part for me going through this was actually um, trying to find where the influences were because she's very original in her sound. Mm-hmm. Where do you think um, – what are some of the biggest uh, inspirations? What what bands or artists can you hear in St. Vincent's music? So I, I remember trying to do some research on this for, for the episode on that, and I know uh, the, one, the two that kind of stick out to me um, that I can kind of hear – I can hear some of the talking heads in there. 
Um, I can also hear Patti Smith, which is another one she's influenced. I can also hear, especially with some of the earlier stuff, uh, other traces of jazz. Yes. I, I think she she I can definitely hear like a lot lot of jazz lines sprinkled throughout her throughout her career. Um, and you know I know her dad was a jazz musician. I want to say, or her yeah. grandfather, uncle, something like a relative of hers was a touring jazz musician. That was kind of her one of her first exposures to music. Along with I think there is a movie called La Bamba, uh, where she learned about where she grew to like get an appreciation for guitar. So. Like that kind of stuff is where I kind of hear. I hear, um, especially after hearing the talk, doing the Talking Heads episode last week. Yeah. That's kind of let's. Those are kind of the influences I hear from her. But she de- she definitely takes and she takes other elements, but like folk and again alt rock, and you know she kind of throws it in and creates a whole whole mishmash of stuff. And she's kind of an odd artist in that sense, but in I mean that in the best ways. Cool. So. um one last question before we get into the actual albums, mm-hmm. and this might be tough. In two sentences, I want you to kind of <laughs> sum up uh, how her musical development um, before we get actually get into the albums. Like, start with um, you know, thinking from uh, "Marry Me" all the way to "Mass Seduction." Mm-hmm. Describe her change in just a couple sentences, um, if you can. <laughs> Well, some something you will you will you will go to learn um, really when we talk about it. You know, she started off. I think she's always had some sense of earnesty in her lyrics, but you definitely hear that a lot more, a little more vulnerability in her early work. And and some of it, yeah, is for more superficial reasons that I really don't like to talk about. But it's kind of I'll have to at least touch on it. But like even musically, she she definitely seems to have gotten a little more bolder with how she presents her music and, and the way she, she delivers it um and you definitely and she started she's she's certainly um adding more electronic elements now in her more recent stuff um but the thing that i always listening through everything for this up ep, for this episode i the thing that really grabbed me was that everything all our albums are most certainly a saint vincent record but they all have their own eccentricities to them that really kind of groups them apart like it, it's hard for me to like to a point where i feel like if you were just to plop like it's I, I don't know the songs to albums very well but if you were to plop me like okay here's a song mm-hmm. where which album is it from i could probably guess that That's easily cool. because i they, they there are things you can pick up and we'll talk about those eccentricities when we get to the albums themselves yeah awesome well well, I think we can start, right? Well, Unless one more thing. I want to ask you one more question. Right? Okay. I know we don't want to dwell too long on this, but what what did you overall think of uh, of, of her music? Because I know, again, this was yeah. a deep dive for you. Like This I was a deep dive. This is something I've never experienced before, um, never even experienced kind of this level of originality, at least for a pretty long time um, since I, I was getting in, uh, discovering more music over the summer. Um, I really enjoyed it especially um, the early work. Um, the first, I, I would say the Marry Me is my favorite out of the out of the picks. Um, and gradually, I feel like um, I lost uh, kind of a personal connection with the music as it, as it kind of progressed. Not in a bad way. Each album is personal in its own way. Yeah. But it just, um, the message is conveyed very differently. And I, mm-hmm. I was, as I went on, I was let, I was, um, my ability to relate to it um, just slowly and slowly diminished. But I think um, 
don't know. I'm a weird dude. That, that, it that also is, it also progressed well, to be. Well, here's the thing. I, I said my favorite Talking Heads album was probably More Building. So right, right. Which is fair. Which is good again because it's. I I don't know the fan base too well to tell you which one which album they would consider is her best. I think a lot. I think a lot of them. I, I think all of them could equally be. Um, spread out as far as that goes but to, i don't think marry me would t- typically come up in that conversation which is interesting but um if if well, let's just let's take that segue just to talk about marry me a yeah, little bit yeah why not let's just start right there yeah. let's start start with the beginning 2007 um she before she was doing tour work with Stephen Stevens um she was in a choir rock band before um and eventually she kind of got I don't know. I, I'm. I don't know the exact story, but eventually she just ended up starting to record her own music again. She really names Ann Clark, but she started to perform under a band St. Vincent, which is what she's known as now. And I gotta say, I was not too familiar with "Marry Me" beforehand. This was one of the ones that I was just. This is the one I was kind of like not too familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta say, like it was. I enjoyed pretty much everything I heard on this album. I can honestly. It, I can understand why you would think this is your why is your personal favorite from her. Yeah, it, it just definitely just uh, felt personal, and it's I, I want to convey this point more that you sold Saint Vincent to me as a great guitarist, and I heard that throughout the record, especially on my favorite song, um, which is called Human Racing. Romeo, where you go? It's been years and still no sign, but I'm keeping hope alive. Juliet, how you been? You look like dead. Like you sure could use some rest from this place. Human racing, and the faces of people who pound at your door. They'll always want more. They'll That that's my favorite St. Vincent song. I will I will say that right wow. now. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, um I I got that on those tracks, but you 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 didn't sell it to me as this amazing multi instrumentalist. You're gonna get piano, you're gonna get um <laughs> you're gonna get strings, you're gonna get all these different things that are so well put together in this production. I, uh, it's, it's really kind of like it, it, I, it gives me the Sufjan Stevens vibes where it's just like, this isn't really like a song. This is kind of like a work of composition. Um, mm. I, and, and it was personal too, because it was a solo artist that's doing all this stuff. I really love this record. Uh, it's, it's interesting when you're putting it like uh, on that topic about her playing, I've always heard like, well, not always, it's not brought up as much as, as I probably made it out to you. You know, it's my mistake, but. Um, I've always because that, that's when it comes to instrumentals with her. That that's the thing I've always heard. She's one of the best guitarists in modern music right now, mm-hmm. or something to that effect. And you you know we can debate all day long how true that is. But I've always loved her playing, and especially again. I'm more into the again. I wasn't as familiar with this record, and I'm more into the her guitar driven stuff. So that's probably why it didn't. Uh, but I, I but I do have to say I agree. There are so many great soundscapes and and just bl- nice blends of instruments on on this. And I was again I, 
Uh, I really I know you said you like some of the more chaotic stuff on here. I um, did, especially a song songs like Red Lips. Yes, that that got really chaotic, I, and it, that's like my first introduction to those really buzzy, uh, distorted mm-hmm. guitars. Let me throw in a little guitar trivia for you too, because she has a signature guitar that a lot of artists use now. Um, it's kind of you may have seen it before. It's like really jagged, like very. Art Deco almost. Jack White owns one. Um, I, I don't know. I don't a know. few other artists. I don't know. It's just cool. Guitars. Yeah, it's just cool that like she has her own signature guitar and like it's trademarked with her sound. But yeah, you'll find that on Red Lips, her signature guitar tone. Um, Harris is burning. It was another great one. Very spooky melody in there, I, especially towards I was the end. Say, that's a great single. Yeah, um, I. I, they, they all kind of brought like some dour kind of sadness to to most of this record. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's a lot of pretty yeah. sounds going on here Cer- too, certainly but it's it's that contrast that I could I can never I can never get yes. enough of in music. Uh, and those that contrast on the f- f- complete opposite side of the coin, like songs like "Marry Me," that was just a ballad, very cute ballad. Yeah. Um, but there was an underlying of like dark, some kind of darkness there too. A little bit, yeah. It it it, it it's. You can um, you can feel happy while listening to that while also kind of bring up a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a little more on my favorite track, Human Racing. Um, I'm like a sucker for like really European kind of folky. Um, like you'll get an image of like riding a bike through Paris kind of music. And that's what I got on this track. Right. And, and I really loved it. It was so personal. And it, it was like, all right, this is definitely... A song, an album, and an artist, I can really come to appreciate if she knows how to make this kind of music. Because it's, it's hard. It's it's hard to make those, like, really jazzy rhythms um, and, like, convey all this emotion um, in that way. I, I just love that song so much. And I and even after this, I, I go back and listen to it all the time. Um, but, yeah, that's that. those are some of my favorite tracks from the record. Um, what would you say some of yours are? Um, again, Your Lips Are Red, um, mm-hmm. certainly. Uh, Paris Is Burning. Um, that was also one that I really liked. I think Human Racing was one I really enjoyed too. I liked Marry Me though. I, I think Apocalypse. This was a really. I, I was so surprised. I, 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 I kind of regret never really giving this one a shot because this is a really is a really strong album mm-hmm. front to back. It's just so original. I I went yes. into it and it's like I've I've never heard these songs or these sounds done in this way before and it's it it was just a, a f- blast of fresh air to hear it's this like, like, originality. Kind of like these weird atmospheric songs done in more of a yeah. jazzy style is that yeah. what you're getting at and okay. and, and it, i think it should go to say that uh i mean when you're a i think did she drop out or graduate from berkeley I know she went there and studied there. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I remember reading a Wikipedia page, but yeah. I didn't really. I'm not going to attribute her, her whole sense of originality to that, but like as soon as I read that, I'm like, okay, I'm in for something interesting. <laughs> yes. But it, it's funny because you say you never heard something so original. I, I Honestly, you couldn't say that about almost any record she's made, mm-hmm. which, is in, sure. which is interesting. And um, which kind of, and you were talking more. Uh, about jazz, well, if you don't mind, I want to transition over to the next record. You go for it. So I, I remember listening to. Was, by, was there anything else you wanted to say about Miami? No, I, I got all my points off. Yeah. I think this would be a good point to talk about actor. Actor. So yeah. this is her sophomore album, and it, well, what's interesting about this one, you, it, there is almost more. There was a lot of jazz. There were still some of those jazz elements there, but there's also the more classical and kind of symphonic elements too. It. Definitely. it so, because there's a lot more horns, less not, not horns, but less strings on this. Strings, strings are all over this record, 
And you know what? I I I will say this though. Um, listening back, I like the record, but this kind of was the weakest one to me. You know, and it it it's kind of felt like a sophomore slump to me. It it I will definitely agree with you. Where it's like, excuse me, when I'm going back and I'm looking at these, like Actor is the one where it's kind of like I didn't really have a lot of memorable songs from this, and no. it's kind of like, um, just evolving on ideas that were put forth and marry me. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. We both agreed that like there's nothing wrong with like a continuation of something. I would like equate this to um like going from Kid A by Radiohead to Amnesiac. They're basically just like Kid A B-sides. Which yeah. is, there's nothing wrong with that, I, you know? I I don't know if I can agree with that cuz I think there's definitely is a, a, a more again like I said it's more uh, classical based. I think there's definitely a more unique sound. I can't say it's just essentially a straight offshoot from Marry Me. I think there was a clear theme and idea with this record. But something I will say for that this record really has going for it. Um I and honestly I I, I never really like didn't notice it, but mm-hmm. something I I kind of just I, I kind of remembered or kind of just fully realized when listening back to all this. She's a great lyricist. I think she's yes. a fantastic lyricist. That, that's something we definitely have to trust, uh, touch on. Like, and not only is she composing these beautiful instrumentals, but she's also writing some pretty great poetry to go along with it. Mm-hmm. What are some favorite St. Vincent lyrics, if you don't mind me Oh, asking? I don't have lines off the top of my head. Okay. But, like... At least not off this record. Mm-hmm. Um, but when 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 it comes, to, uh, which is weird though, because I would I would consider this her strongest album lyrically, out of everything. Okay. But because reason why I say that, like even though even though I I'm just not good at remembering lyrics. <laughs> that's kind of my that's part of my thing. But also, there are I say that because there are a lot of like clear themes to this it's it's a lot about there's a lot of contrasting you know ideas of it like laughing with a mouth of blood you know save me from what i want you have those kind of contradictory you know contrasting you know situations that you just beautifully lays out and it's just because it's really depressing there's some really depressing moments on this album laughing with a mouth of blood was one of my favorites it's it was simplistic but still personal it was well composed Mm -hmm. yeah definitely a possible favorite for me and there's just a lot of um, topics regarding mainly relationships and alcoholism. That that's kind of the big ones. Act out of work is is a great was a gr- was a really interesting song about like how, if I remember correctly, and I'm probably gonna get this slightly wrong, but um, essentially, this I'm guessing from perspective of a woman and her significant other who's either been cheating or he's. As the relationship, or maybe they recently got married, it's a, it's that's gone along. That he's not appearing as the man as he is, kind of like he was an actor. And now suddenly, his facade, his performance has been exposed. He's an actor out of work, which I thought was kind of a really cool way to describe that. Um, but yeah, you know, I will say I wasn't crazy on the whole classical elements. I wasn't. It was it was it was interesting, but it what didn't really yeah. feel to me. You're not always going to run into that, though. I mean, you got tracks like the neighbors, which was nice and noisy. Oh, Love yeah. that really great lyrical flow on that. But I was also but sorry if you don't mind me. Yeah. I was also going to point out the song Marrow, which I think I think actually when I was reading the genius part portion of this, and they pointed yeah. it out. It's like, oh yeah. yeah, this is definitely true. Um, when 
it's like like a throw forward to her self-titled. Yes. To, to it was very groovy. It was like wow, this is this is this could easily fit on that. Record. I wrote down dancey. Like I feel it felt like I can get up and kind yeah. of dance and groove to that song. It's very energetic, and it, and it really does a good job of standing on its own as a single too. Because I believe it was mm-hmm. a single. Yeah, I, I, I can't. No, so I, not. I think I read that there wasn't any singles from this record. Oh yeah. But I think that had a music video. Okay. Yeah. So it was it's, like it, a it's a good standalone song. It like is. It, it, and it sticks out from the rest of the record, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate it. Um, God, what are some other favorites I got written down here? Um, I remember the party being really good too. The party was cool. It had this like existential piano ballad, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, I, the only thing, the only gripe I would have this with this album is, like you said, when you're using those classical element, elements, it can sometimes sacrifice dynamics. Because on on yes. the, on "Marry Me," we were talking about how like some songs will have this awesome chaotic volume, yeah. whereas other ones will just like take you through this like nice leisurely stroll. Yeah, and this one kind of stayed mid tempo a lot of it, the time. It it did a lot, to, but also something else to point out from that, you know, it's a lot of times had. Um, and this is definitely true for, for later albums from her. But I think I kind of got that from Marry Me. It had those chaotic elements. It also had some great bills that would lead to those right. moments. And I felt like none of those big, I think Saving From What I Want or maybe The Neighbors too, had those kind of bills, but they never really fully, they felt like they fully paid off those bills. You know what I mean? Yes. They never really went balls out. Yes. I feel so. like the closure to this album too was uh, not the strongest, kind of mediocre, um, yeah. I feel like you could have taken out, um, what's the second, Some But New is the last one? Same But New. I have this written down wrong. But anyway, um, you know, it was pretty. It was a cool song, but I feel mm-hmm. like it could have ended at the party almost. Like that would have been a cool closer yeah, and, it, and kind of an allusion to what's to come. Yeah, and then just kind of, um, and again, it's lyrically too, I think it's all, I think that one's an alcohol, that's definitely an alcoholism song, mm-hmm. which is a real, it would have been a depressing way to end the record for the, to say that much, but no, I, I think that, that'd be a good sum up of what the, the record kind of was yeah, going for. Most definitely. So now we're, let's transition from here into your favorite record. Probably. Would you say? Is, this one is your favorite? So if I had to pick a favorite, it's probably going to be Strange Mercy. Um, which is her best objectively, that would either be this one or the self-titled. And I'm not original in either in saying for either picks. I mean, I think these are the two more, most, from my, for, from my understanding, the most celebrated records in her discography. And I think for very, very good reasons. Um, I, uh, when it, especially when it comes to Strange Mercy, I love the sound on this record. I think it's got a great concept behind it. Yeah. There's a lot of great worth of ethics. So if you don't mind, can I kind of explain the, the, the story behind this? So um, real. So after act uh, after I think she was touring for actor. Um, she I think the drummer for Death Cab for Cutie mentioned that he had a a, a room he was renting out, and he was like. Yeah, and you said, hey, you can come in and you can start recording. You can start working on this next record if you want to. And she's like, cool. So for, for this record, she would go in at the crack of dawn, stay there for like literally 12 hours straight, yeah. slaving away on this thing, and then go back home, eat, get some wine, go to bed, repeat the, repeat the process, which is really yeah. cool. I love stories like that when artists uh, kind of go through this process to create the record. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that with uh, – that Boston record, how he's just like yeah, a Mike Phelps on that. Like yeah. Ni- not Mike Phelps. Uh, I 
Tom Schultz, sorry. Yeah, I, that was another man. You know, but yeah, he 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 slayed one probably the most best produced album ever, and he spent like five years in his basement working on that. Right. Something stupid. I like mean, that. like when when you get a perfectionist nature on an album, yeah, or uh, when, even when you're recording a song, you know, the, the, you're guaranteed to get something that's gonna kind of change the game for your discography or sound. Yeah, and that's, th- that's, that's an interesting point to make. Yeah. I, I I I would say that. That kind of works here. Um, I know she's. I think she had said after, uh, after she, she had finished the records. Like it's not. I don't think this is going to be my best album. Moving forward, but I think it's a really good one. Although I would disagree. This might actually be her best album. Um, the story behind it. So like I said, like, so there tends to be a lot of, especially starting with actors, there's a lot of lyri- central lyrical concepts that that kind of the um, focus on. So it's like actor was kind of like these contradictory. You know, or phrases that would relate to you know some, uh, you know, it, topics like you know relationships and alcoholism yeah. Yeah. and uh, strange mercy, kind of goes on that. It's just like, it isn't isn't life you know odd you know in kind of ways in cruel ways. I don't know you know, since the title strange mercy, right. because before her out so in I I think before, what going into making this record, I think she said uh. I was when her dad um, got in prison for like some sort of like financial right. crime thing. So obviously that also did a played a huge thing in here. I think it was either Cruel or Strange or the title track that was the first written one, and that's kind of where everything went off from there. So um, yeah, and and you can definitely hear that on all over this. And I don't I don't know what what did you think of this album. Well, I mean, let's touch on the real reason why we like this one so much. This is probably her most guitar-driven record, would you say? This or the self-titled, but yeah, Yeah. more or less probably this This is where you're getting that, like, trademark St. Vincent buzzy guitar tone all over I gotta say, she has some of the most, and she has some of the most unique guitar tones in in the business right Mm -hmm. now. I fucking love them. Yeah. To death. Honestly. Honestly. It's, it's... it, I don't know what it's it, you know what? this mixed with a lot of the synthesizers she has on here reminds me of a lot of uh, some of the stuff you'll find on Boarding House Reach by Jack White hmm. just like really buzzy really like kind of abrasive um, songs and there's so many like good hits on this record like um, Chloe in the Afternoon great was song. a great great song. intro great great introductory song and then Cheerleader stands perfectly on oh, its own as a single absolutely perfectly. and then Cruel Works mm-hmm. great. Surgeon's a great song, and um, we'll we'll get to some of my other favorites on here too. Yeah. But um, I, you know, yeah, it, 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 you definitely do touch on a great point with the guitar. I think this is definitely where, honestly, her guitar abilities probably shine the most, mm-hmm. especially on song Surgeon. I she she does great fretwork on there. She's got that cool little noodly riff yes. that she does. I think in the pre-chorus, I want to say, or is it the chorus? Mm-hmm. Well, one of them, um, but no, she 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 definitely brings a lot of color with with the guitar in here. She she knows when to kind of scale everything up with intensity on this one too. Again, this has great builds, which leads me to like number my first or second favorite. My my favorite of her, my favorite song of hers, kind of tosses up. But if I had to pick one of the songs I would consider as my favorite from her is Northern Lights. I agree. I I was listening to that today just to like you you mentioned that yesterday and I was like, okay, that's kind of the ones I skimmed past on first listen and then I went back and I'm like, wow. This this yeah. This is I can see why this is Andrew's favorite. 
up a little bit too she's got she's, by the way her voice is a great contrast to everything else she's so smooth and so clean and so like just really kind of gorgeous at times but oh, then but then by the end of northern lights she comes up with probably one of my favorite moments in her entire discography when she just got this for crazy frenetic sounding solo solo and she's she's just got this I, I don't know what she'd be using to create that like maybe a whammy bar maybe some kind of weird pedal or I don't know guitar techniques that well to describe it, but yeah. she, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, right? for, she, sure. She, for sure. She, it's just blasting. There's just sonic assault and everything. The song is just like pummeling you. It's great. And and uh, what's great about this album too is it doesn't skip out on what I was missing from Actor, where those those dynamics. You know, you'll get a uh, an interlude track called Champagne Year, which is probably one of the most beautiful piano ballads i've ever oh, heard her play great transition you can't you know it's very rare for an artist to make a really good mm-hmm. um interlude or transition and and that is a perfect example of how you should do it it should contrast everything but also kind of lead into what what's coming you know? yes absolutely and I, I think i think this record just has so many great bit like everything like, i feel like because I, I actually have this one on vinyl and i remember listening northern lights is actually the closing song on the first side i feel like every song in there leads up to northern lights yeah and it just did just just, just kind of collapses at that at, at, at after that huge you know breakdown and, and after then, all of it you even get more on the other side yeah and <laughs> then it, it just and then it starts all over again up to uh, uh you're at the tiger which is a great album closer it, um, it was it, i I will say Year of the Tiger didn't hit as hard for me as Northern Lights. Yes, I agree with that. But uh it was still a good closer. It was better it was a better closer than what was off of Actor, yes. that's for sure. But uh I really don't have a lot of strong gripes with this album. No. Um I don't either, actually. You know, funny enough, um Pitchfork gave this a nine. Oh yeah. So hipsters love it. I think just other I think general music fans like us yeah. love it. I think it's a, it's a I won't say it's an album for everyone, but I think it's definitely something if you don't know. This is honestly probably, especially if you're a rock fan, yeah. probably the best place to start on with her. I, I would agree. Would say maybe that maybe the album that precedes this. Um, I will say that she did mention a champagne year, and if you want to talk about lyrics real quick on this, um, it, that, that's the theme you, you constantly hear throughout this album because um, this will. Even, um, I actually had to look this up. A champagne year is um, when like you're like your age matches your birth date. So like I was born on the 24th of July. So that means my champagne year will be when I turn 24. And this was actually her champagne year. She was born on the 28th of September and um, she and she turned 28, she turned 28 mm-hmm. in 2011 when this album was released. So wow. there's definitely a lot of personal mm-hmm. stuff about her, I guess kind of her self-esteem and stuff thrown in there too. So yeah. 
Very cool. But yeah, so I, I love this. This arc has so many great points to it, lyrically, musically, so mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Unfortunately, for me, at least, I would say this is when a kind of a downfall happens, um, or at least a uh, kind of going into a trough in her in music quality. Um, well, after this is a uh, is a collaboration yes. album actually, I mean, which I was a fan of. I it was it was the collaboration album with David Byrne from the Talking Heads. You know, and you know what I have to say, I actually like this one too. I I I'd never this was another one I skipped out on. I just didn't really care. I just want to listen to Saint Vincent. Who's I, I barely even knew who David Byrne was when I was first yeah. getting into Saint Vincent. It's like who the fuck is this dude? I thought he was just some weird jazz dude. Yeah, I was like. I don't care. So, but now that I knew Talking Heads, they went back to listen. It's really good. Actually, it is good. It, a lot of horns you're going to find on this. A lot record. of piano too. A lot of um, piano, a lot of horns, and a good collaborative effort. And and it kind yeah. of segues into the so many collaborative efforts Saint Vincent has done. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize until I went back and read it that she uh, she played Lithium for the uh, Nirvana's Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. I think that was in 2013. And then I find out that. Um, her one of her first groups, the Polyphonic Spree, was covered lithium, and that's why she wanted to play that one originally. Yeah, and it's it, it's cool that she takes all these inspirations, and she's well known in the music world, well respected Holy. in the music world, I should say. Mm-hmm. That she can she has these collaborations and these collaborative efforts with these artists, and it's, it's really nice. She just. Um, just recently produced the latest Slater Kenny record. Yes, she did. Which I still need to listen to. <laughs> I, so do I. We'll, we'll we'll get back to you on that. But uh, <laughs> but that, I think that that David Byrne album marks uh, a good transition in, uh, from her actually getting real recognition in the music world. Can I just make one quick comment? Because this this year, also at least. The Andrew pick of, of her of her discography. The record store they released was a song called Crocodile. Essentially, a Saint Vincent doing a punk song, which is why it's the remember the Brent pick. The Andrew pick is the one that goes really loud and fast. Yes, in tempo. And I love that one as well. Such a cool song. It, it's so it's so different from the rest of the stuff. Yeah, too. It, she and, and it shows that she can actually look, look vocally. She always remains clean, but this that song actually shows she can do a lot of screaming. Yes. And even though it's going really loud and fast, you still feel this organic swell to eventually the end where it's just. Going insane around. That's how you do a record store day pick too. If you're gonna release a single, make something different. Yeah, you know, from from the rest of your stuff. So yeah. Exactly. I don't want to stay too long on that. I just had to mention it because of course it's that's like easy. The Northern Lights of that song is my favorite. Now but. let's get into what I would say. Unfortunately, is probably my least favorite of all the discography. Ooh, yeah, okay. I'm not a big fan of the self-titled album. Really? Because um, this is like my second favorite. Really? <laughs> it wasn't. Well, we'll explain why. Maybe you can change my mind. Okay. 
Oh, oh I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you said you were going to explain why. No, no, no. You, you first explain mind. to me why you like the album, and then I'll so, kind of counter it. Here's the, so I, I, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of similarities between this one and um, Strange Mercy. Mm-hmm. However, they take, like, basically, you know, basic guitar-driven kind of, you know, with a lot of synth work behind there, um, with, with somewhat similar, I don't want to say similar music themes, but, you know, Kind of, they have a lot of these similarities, but they take it off in two different directions. So, while while Strange Mercy was kind of a little, I want to say more laid back, but was more based on like strong builds and creating atmospheres, and you know had had this strong lyrical con- concept behind it with uh, great fretwork. Mm-hmm. Saint Vincent took the guitar driven style and actually brought more more hooks and grooves and you know and kind of, I don't want to say she danced stuff to it but you know she did definitely it felt like more of an energy brought a lot more energy to the music of this uh record over Strange Mercy which which is weird because you would think I'd prefer that one and part of me feels like I should but like at the same time it's like ah I don't know I'm kind of conflicted there but uh Birth and Reverse first single from this one from this from this record, always been a favorite of mine for is one of the early songs that got me into her. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Rattle, Rattlesnake, even though I swear it rips off with riff from Play the Funky Music by Wild Cherry. That was weird, but it was still good. Digital Witness is another great single from this. Uh, Psycho, I pretty much loved every song from this record. Um, I, I I think it, it definitely. I love the I love the fact she brings groove to her record, and that's kind of the, I think what sets sets us apart from. The other records, this has a lot of groove. This has a lot of energy, which is something you don't get that much from other albums. So, well, here's that's here, why I liked it. Here's and I, I'm gonna try to counter it a little bit, and people can make their own judgments. I, I this is where I feel like the songwriting quality goes down a little bit. It, I'd say this is definitely the most accessible uh, St. Vincent record. This is when she starts to incorporate a little more pop songwriting styles, and and I think the lyricism goes downhill a little bit too. I think the the um like where is it uh like birth and invert birth and no sorry prefer your love has kind of like boring uninspired lyrics I yeah, I can see that I, I I don't really see birth and reverse as being very unique um she there's some good leads in there guitar leads sparingly but it's just something I've heard before um let's see uh, uh, no I I I can't say I disagree I think this I I I think she just brought. Yeah, maybe some more. May I think she just brought pop hooks, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, rock style grooves to her original sound. And I think it is a, a unique record in that sense. It still has Saint Vincent all over this record, mm-hmm. but it has those grooves and hooks to to yeah make it a little more accessible. And you know, I I I think I really appreciate it for that. I think you you she she definitely did have the both best of both worlds in that scenario. Yeah, I, I just can't say I agree. I I got so used to this really orig- this originality that I'm getting from all the first three records and even the David Byrne project. And you know, I still got that a little bit here. I liked how um, Digital Witness was kind of reminiscent of the David Byrne project. Mm. I um. But really, at the end of the day, I don't. I I think I got so used to um, the sound and quality, and so attached to it of those first two or three records that like this one just like hit me out of left field, and it and it just rubbed me in all the wrong places. But uh, I mean, don't take it from me. Go listen to it yourself, obviously. But uh, that's pretty much all I have to say on that record. Just not not too impressed, but still, it's a Saint Vincent record, and even with that, I I think it's good. Yeah. Oh, well. 
you're wrong. But <laughs> no. you know, I, I I will agree. Like I can kind of, again, if you, if you really like your originality. But yeah, you know what? I will say this is probably like when in terms of originality, probably the weakest in that sense. But I I again I I still think it's a Saint Vincent. What record. I think what I think this one. I'm sorry. What I think this one does brilliantly is is sets up a lot of ideas that'll come on the next record. But you. Uh, you can kind of, I can kind of see that, but Especially you know what? I, I, I will say, I, I think this is a fantastic. I, 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 and I'm, I'll just have to disagree with you. I think it's a fantastic record that stands on its own, and you know, and I think she, she explored some ideas that she, she could add to her sound that, that made it again just feel different to everything else, which is what I, so like I never asked for from the Saint Fritzen record. So, anyways. Let's get to the last one. Yeah. Mass Seduction. Right. Okay. I mean, automatically, <laughs> that title just throws it out to you. And with that album cart art cover, too, it's just the like... The one that you recognize. The yes. one with the big red ass. Glowing <laughs> yeah. red ass in your face. But it's like, I I, I, I recognize that album cover immediately, right? And, and it's... Well, well Michael, and, I don't want to know what you've done with this record. Did you shut, up, time. shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Man... In all in all other <laughs> senses, I like this one a lot. You I, know what? I, I, I have to say, I oh. So, like, I, this is for me. I not. I think my least favorite is probably Actor, but this is like this or the Burn record is like right, like is like right in front of that as far as my least favorites. So, so Mass Seduction. This is released in twenty seventeen. This is our most recent album. Um. She has gone bold. She's gone full blown with her bold with her presentation, and I hate to point this stuff out if it's so superficial to me. But yeah, she she's she's like she's bringing the sexual energy. Nothing she, wrong she, with she, that. She she is, you know, and, and you know, I, and you know that I don't, I don't have an issue with that. It's no. just obviously the clo- I I just feel like I don't for me like especially like the reason why I, I'm not like I know Gaga like Lady Gaga. She has a lot of musical talent. I do not like her music at all. But I recognize she has talent, but like, I, and I and I th- and a lot of people do like her for music, but a lot of people also just kind of like, oh, like whoa, look at the crazy thing she's wearing to the VMA. It's like I don't care. It's not really that anymore, though. If you I, listen I, to recent isn't. Gaga, you might actually like it. It's a lot. I, I'm not gonna co- completely compare Saint Vincent to Gaga because they're two completely different ideas. But uh, on this one, I respected mm-hmm. the the bravery to bring forth that sexual attention or sexual mm-hmm. attention when you have such personal records so oh, yeah, early and, in the you know, and I, again I, there, there there is not an issue at all with it and i i think she in the end um it's more just about you know sex on this record when she's referring to mass seduction but you know it, I, the reason i don't like pointing that out it's just like I, I i just care about the music but like people like especially it's just so easy it's a lyrical theme just like any other well yeah thing, but like know? i just feel like this kind of stuff and uh, people and Again, she she it's, she, she wants to do this, but yeah. you know it's it is kind of. I mean, let's face it, female artist t- tends to be the thing that people when when they start doing that, that's what grabs their attention, oh. and and for better or for worse. And you know, it's like I never really know how to deal with that. I can't necessarily agree with that. I think you know, the sexual themes in music, maybe that's not your particular taste or your favorite themes in music, but I it works. And it works. And it, and I it, think she works it, very well here. Works, I'm, not, I'm not, not saying it's bad. I'm not yeah. faulting her for that. I'm not saying she shouldn't be doing it. Of course not. You know, it's just like I don't know. I feel like that's all. I guess my point is it's what all people just want to focus on. Like, oh, she she has her tits out with like duct tape over her nipples. 
wow, it's all about that. Like, uh, I guess that's just my issue that people are only going to focus on that. Does that make sense? Let's talk about the music. That's a good idea. <laughs> but, you know. Hey. But, you know, but that, but that, but I, I do bring that up only because that's kind of the, the, the theme she's brought forward. I mean, obviously you put Marry Me next to Mass Seduction next to each other. There's a pretty big fucking jump there yeah. in presentation. And sure. while she's always talked about sexuality throughout her, um, throughout her career, uh, she's, she's definitely brought it up both right, right, front, right, and center. But, and that's kind of the theme behind this one. Mass seduction does not just refer to like seduction of like, you know, um, you know, sexuality. It's also about seduction of like, I've got fame. I don't know if that's something she touched sure. on, but like fame, drugs, drugs and pills, obviously is the one that comes to mind. That yeah. song. Awesome song. But you know, it, mass seduction, the sense of things that like entice us for better or for worse. Black saints and a lady playing knock our soul. A punk rock romantic slumped on the kitchen floor. Nuns in stress positions smoking marble rolls. Lolita is weeping. The bride is beautiful. Seduction. interesting records and like no it's dynamic and it sounds you have like these like like you know this, the title track that has you know all these like robotic you know synthesized voices kind of droney too yeah i like thing you have like sugar boy which is a really intense like not like tensely fast-paced song mm-hmm. with it you know strong in there but then falls it is los angeles which is a piano ballad a jazz style piano ballad and you know, I, I, I can appreciate this record for that, for the dynamics it brings. However, as much as I've grown to appreciate electronic elements in music, one of the reasons why I say this is one of my least favorite is because of those elements. It's just not something that personally gets like gets me interested in it. I think she uses them effectively, but it, it's just not like something that I go to first. That's why I like the more guitar-driven stuff, because that's what I tend to enjoy. I, uh, I, I really like this one for a lot of it, especially mostly on the A side. Um, I'm going to get my gripes out of the way first so I can just spend the rest of the time talking about praise. But I think the tracks uh, Fear the Future and Young Lover should just be taken out. They were very boring, very... They merged together and just created a roadblock for a really awesome ending with Slow Disco and uh, Smoking Section. Both great songs. Both great, and they work together perfectly as an interlude in the actual song. The, The two songs that came before it, though, just like... It, it's not needed. If you take the songs yeah, out, it's I, still I, like a I, I, I don't think record. they were bad. I I I, th- I mean, I enjoyed them for what they were, but I'll I'll give you they're not they're not as memorable as it's everything just, else. It, in this it, like this I will w- give you that. The, the only gripe I have th- with this album is that it was kind of like listening to a Tool album. There was unnecessary stuff. You know, <laughs> I'll t- I'll quote you. You know, right, on this well, most recent one. I don't think it's as bad with this one, but fair. <laughs> but uh, I mean, let me talk about some tracks that I love. I loved the song Pills. 
Uh, it's so like yeah. it's so demented where yeah. you got this happy chorus, but it's like conveying such a, a dark message. The way you put that made me enjoy it more because remember when I heard it, maybe I just need to give it more listens. I remember like really feeling like, wow, I think I really like this. But then again, the, the whole the whole like pills, 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 like whatever, yeah. like the, the, the that melody she was conveying. This just made it sound derpy to me. I was like. What? Yeah. What am I listening to? I mean, uh, but you know, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I loved "Hang on Me" for just being very droney, very uh, simplest, simplistic mm-hmm. in its creation. I liked uh, the title track, of course. That was awesome. I really liked um, that one. And this is kind of like total loss of innocence on on tracks like. Uh, where was it? What was the one that's was like? Was one of these about a dominatrix? <laughs> yes, that was which? Yeah, Savior. Yeah. That was that was like the total loss of innocence from the first couple. <laughs> Whatever of innocence she had, on. but like still just oh. phenomenal. You know, it's just this album was really hit hard for me on yeah. in, in a different way that the first few records did. But and you know, but I remember you and you were talking about this personally, and you and you mentioned this earlier. You used to like a lot of these themes of you know sexuality. They don't like resonate with you as much as like the more personal stuff, and that's why you tend to. Gravitate still, to the early stuff. Yes, I do gradu- gra- gravitate. Excuse me to the uh, to the early stuff, but this is an album I can come back to. Um, and and I, I agree. I mean, I again, I again, I just say I, I actually, funny enough, I actually liked the slower piano like battles. I loved Los Angeles. I loved New York. I I thought, but I also enjoyed the like the the uh, the more you know intense stuff like the title track and Sugar Boy. I think Sugar Boy is the one that I I keep coming coming back to with that one. So. Um, yeah, and the last thing she released was Mass Education, which is pretty much piano and acoustic stuff, just of all the stuff from Mass Seduction. Hey, so if you're into that, go for it. Yes. She also <laughs> released Fast Slow Disco, which is just slow disco, but faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, the most unoriginal yeah. song that I've ever heard. Yeah. But, you know, um, I like it. Anyways. That wraps up St. Vincent's Vincent. discography for and you and I our opinions. Huh? That wraps up St. Vincent and our opinions on St. Vincent. I thought you said, do you have any more opinions? Oh, I don't know. No. But no, uh, no um, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed this. I wasn't sure how you were going to take this. I, I, I knew you were going to like this to some degree. I, either I thought either you were going to be like, um, I this is fine, but nothing special, or... Yeah, this is really good. Or I found my new favorite artist. I, I can see you going either way. <laughs> it was, you know what? I am glad at the end of the day you gave you threw this my way. It's definitely something I'm going to come back to. Hmm. It's definitely something I enjoyed. And uh, up there with kind of like the the Bob Mold episode where it's like, I, you know, I never would have discovered this music unless my good friend Andrew Mullen <laughs> threw it my way. So I'm, I'm grateful for Just that. Just like how it finally got talking heads pushed on me. So yes. I'll take that. Um, no, I'm very happy. Yeah. Um, let's let's get these recommendations out recommendations. of the way because Emil's about first. to fall I asleep. Pull up the one, mine. <laughs> All right. Well, my my recommendation is a artist you will know and you will love. Um, Mr. Iggy Pop himself released a new record uh, a few last week, I believe, mm-hmm. called Free. Mo- probably the most interesting Iggy Pop record I've ever heard, and that's rivaling with like post pop depression things like that, like. Listen, you're gonna listen to the track Sonali and you'll know what I'm talking about. And listen, just listen to the B side where it's just poetry and spoken word. Look, I mean, you can find me pretentious or whatever, but <laughs> Iggy Pop with that that deep signature Midwestern voice, you know, delivering this really profound poetry on the second half of this record. I mean, come on, it's it's so good. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, you you might you know the music the actual music on is all on the A side of this record. Um, like tracks like Sonali, you also got a a, a bass song called James Bond, which uh you know, th- I just say realized, what you will. Yeah, I just realized something. You said that I really, really, really want to hear Iggy Pop do a Bond theme right now. That would be that cool. would be fucking that would be cool badass. As hell. But I mean, it was all in all. Just a trip of a record. It was, it, and it's solid for me. But I'm, you know, it worries me because like it's so emotional and so well put together, and has these themes of like getting old and you know not going quietly into the dark, like fighting as you go out and die. Like I'm worried it's Iggy's Black Star. So like, mark <laughs> my words, just watch, just, just Iggy. Just if you got cautiously watching the music news, yeah, any, any if, day. It, that's that's what I've been doing. Like Iggy, uh, come on, you still got a good ten years left in you. But uh, I mean. I'm I'm gonna skip my anti recommendation because we're already a uh, pretty slow on time. All I'm gonna say: don't listen to the new Tiny Moving Parts record. Don't listen to the t- new Tiny Moving Parts record. All right, Andrew, go. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm gonna re- recommend something older since I recommended something newer last time. Um, and I we we talked about you know you know uh, Saint Vincent and her guitar skills on the topic of semi interesting guitar players. Mm-hmm. That's my little connection. Okay. Uh, I got a band called. The Screaming Blue Messiahs. Have you ever heard of them? Never. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, there, there is something. These guys are pretty much from the '80s. I forget the name of the the the, the, the lead, the front man. I think he um, also was the main guitarist. Yeah, you know, he's a really like inch, like ferocious picking style. A really, really, really hard picker. And I really, I think, I think he picks with his hands too. It's like a combination of like early new wave, '80s pop rock, and '80s alternative. So it's it, the music's pretty solid. Like I've re- the only the only album up there I'm really familiar with is their '86 record "Gunshy." Um, check out I would say check out the song um, "Let's Go Down to the Woods." It's a great one. Um, I, the the second half of this record's better than the first. However, the one really notable thing about this band, by far, you want to know who was pushing like seriously. I mean seriously pushing for this band. Who was like head over heels about them? David Bowie. Bowie was pushing these guys. Like he's like, this is like, this is gonna be like the next big thing. Never happens. So I guess Bowie doesn't have the golden touch as we all think. So, and I gotta say, I, I'm I, I'm I don't want to be the guy that questions the genius of David Bowie, but I I think they're I think they're pretty pretty solid. I I can't say I see what like because from my understanding, looking back, like he was like like just stroking these guys off essentially. So I I don't know if I see that. Is what he was pointing out to, but this. Well, you recognize it as a good. It's project. still a really. Uh, it's they're, they're still really good. I think he's a solid guitar player. Definitely check out their album Gunshy. Um, I found it in like a record store bin for like like a, the vinyl for like two dollars. So I was like, I'll give this a shot, and like I liked it. So, um, that's what I recommend. And that's with the that, end of the show. Pretty much. Uh, what are we doing next week? Next week, if time prevails, which it will, we will do this. We're presenting. A list, a first list episode of the semester. You love them, you know them, uh, and this time around, like it is two of them. Yeah, this time around, it's going to be cover songs that are better than the original. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one, and uh, it, it, it'll be. Uh, we're gonna bring back our list making format. I forgot what we called it. With squirrel? Yeah. Oh, you want to do the squirrel ratings? I was yeah. gonna say, do you want to do it? Well, well no, are, that's are, not that's not a good way of doing it because then you're gonna introduce like. We can't really do a uh, sales 
like I think that's part it. of it. It's uh, part of the legacy. We're gonna figure it out. We'll Andrew, figure it out. Andrew and I are gonna do some figuring out. We're gonna we're gonna make a comprehensive list of some cover songs that are gonna blow you away. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Good night, Detroit. Good night, Detroit. <laughs>